Well, our readings today provoke a lot of thoughts and reflections on my part. Uh, I'm thinking of, well, both of them have a lot, a lot in common, a lot of connections, but I'll, I'll just sort of start with our first reading from the book of Numbers. It's very interesting. Did you catch that? What, why was God mad at Moses at the end? What was the problem? What did he do? Okay. He actually, in fact, he struck the rock. Okay. He hit it with his staff. What had God told him to do? Speak to the rock. Order. Order that the rock would bring forth waters. Okay. Now, why do you think Moses struck the rock? Was he just a little bit upset and a little bit angry, right? Who was he angry at? It was, he was angry at the people. He was called to lead. <laughs> Did he have reason to be angry at the people? Kinda. Kinda, right? But was it still good that he was angry at the people? No. Okay. And, uh, the rock is symbolic first and foremost of Jesus Christ. Okay, St. Paul in Corinthians says the rock that followed them through the deserts, that rock was Christ. Okay, and so because you have this rock, which is about the last thing in the world that's going to gush forth water, it's gushing forth water. So something so strong, okay, so powerful, and yet it's nourishing it. You know, it's very maternal, brings forth water so that you can have life and live. And that's a, a really perfect image of Jesus. Nonetheless, but, so even though this rock symbolizes Jesus primarily, it also symbolizes the church. Okay? And it symbolizes Peter as well. We see in our gospel reading how Peter is called the rock on which the church is built. So Jesus is like the first foundation of the church. And then Peter is kind of like a secondary foundation. But the rock also symbolizes the body of Christ as a whole. All of us together constitutes the rock. And so when Moses struck the rock, he was like angry. He was striking the people of God. That's what he was doing. But if you strike the people of God, you're striking Christ himself. Okay? And that's that, that's how close all of us, both lay and clergy, are to Jesus that we're actually identified with him, okay? So, this is a lesson, well, oh, it's a lesson for everybody, right? You know, look at the, the part of the people. It's kind of like they were mad at, at Moses, and they're like, you know what, we don't like the leaders that God has given to us. We want new ones. We're going to elect new leaders, right? It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. The relationship between the people of God in terms of the laity and the people of God, in terms of the leadership, is like that between parents and children, right? You can't you can't say, I I'm so sick of my dad. I want a new dad. You know, I want a new dad. Can I get a new dad? Where where do I go to get a new dad? Like you can't do that, right? There's this this organic intrinsic relationship between the. Two. It's unbreakable, and that's really a beautiful thing because you know why. It means that you gotta work out your differences. Okay? It's like a marriage. You just can't just split up at the first sign of trouble or differences or whatever. You gotta, you're together, you're bound together, you gotta work it out. You're flesh of flesh and blood of blood. You gotta, you're there no matter what. You gotta stick it out. You gotta work through your differences. Okay? Both sides have to compromise. Alright? And, uh, same thing with parents and children. Same thing. This is how God has built the church. Okay, between the leadership and the people, they gotta work out their differences, they can't just split up. People can't say, I want a new pope, I want a new priest, I want a new, get me to where can I find a new priest, you know? 
So, uh, but on the other hand, okay, when the priests, when the leaders are angry at the people and out of their own sense of frustration, react and strike at that. How terrible is that? They're striking at Jesus himself. Okay? And they're going to be accountable to God. That was pretty serious. Moses, you know, God said to Moses and Aaron, you're not going to go into the promised land because of this. That's a pretty, that's pretty big consequences. You know, Moses did all of this work. Very brave. He confronted Pharaoh. I mean, the amount of courage that it took for him to fulfill his vocation was immense. The task, he led over a million people out of Egypt, led them through deserts for 40 years, and yet he didn't, he wasn't able to enter into the promised land and reach that final goal. It's very sad. That's how serious the Lord takes it when leadership is abusive and, and works out of anger towards the people. So, the point in all of this is that if Father Walter is ever mean to you, you let me know. Alright. No, but in all seriousness, this is, it's a beautiful relationship, the leadership and the people. You know, you can't get a new, you can't just elect to have a new father and then at the same time, the spiritual father has to be very, very gentle and always know that when he's dealing with the people of God, he's dealing with Christ himself. And to, to touch them is to touch Christ. So to be very, very respectful and gentle. Uh, and I think this is some of the things that our, our teachings, uh, our readings teach us this morning.